book of Genesis. I want to start out in the fifth chapter of Genesis this morning. The fifth chapter of Genesis. And starting in verse 21, and I'm going to kind of read to you a little bit about genealogy. I'm going to read to you a little bit about, amen, who begot who and all that for just a second. But I have a purpose for that, amen, this morning. And um, I do want to let you know this, we, this is Grandparents Day. We're recognizing grandparents, amen, today. And praise the Lord. You got to hear from some uh, anointed, amen, grandparents that are walking this thing out, amen, that are living this thing. Praise the Lord, amen, that this is, the, they're experiencing this, amen, what they have experienced and what they're continuing to experience. And so you got to hear from them and they shared their heart concerning the duties of a grandparent, amen. And God knows that those duties are very crucial. And so what I'm going to share today is just going to begin to kind of just uh, elaborate on that very thing, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of just dig in just a tad bit. Also, if you notice, it is also Mission Sunday. Our second Sunday of the month is Mission Sunday. And this Sunday, we are going to kind of focus in on worldwide missions. And we're even going to get to hear, uh, you know, hear about a young lady that is been being trained right now as we speak uh, and getting prepared to go into further training to be a worldwide missionary. Now, obviously, you know, this uh, ministry, this church, this fellowship is a worldwide fellowship. Amen. We planted churches in Pakistan. We've planted churches in the Philippines. In fact, the Philippines, amen, are just going nuts over there. Amen. They planted, the last time they planted, they planted 28 churches. We've got a total of almost 80 churches in the Philippines just in the course, amen, of about two years. So Jesus is just taking the Philippines by storm. Amen. He's been taking China by storm. You know, somebody shared something very interesting the other day. And he shared, uh, hey, you know, we spend millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars investing in uh, Africa in missions and so forth and and restoring water and everything else we can do to reach these people. He said in China, there's very little money spent from America in China in regards to missions. Amen. But he said the reason, amen, but he said that, but but the gospel is just taking China by storm. Amen. Well, I'll share, I'll share that secret with you another day. Why? Amen. Praise the Lord. Got to give you something to be excited about. So if you notice, it's Mission Sunday. I've got my missions outfit on. Praise the Lord. This is my Pakistan outfit. Some of the others, my uh, Miss Savannah, she's wearing hers. Praise the Lord. Uh, Zachariah, Pastor Zachariah is back there. And, and we're going to have to get together. If somebody wants an outfit from Pakistan, they just, we're going to have to get a list together and get their, their size and, and whatever they like. Praise God. All right? Come on. Amen. But let's jump off into this word because our time, amen, is limited here. Is Genesis chapter 5. I'm, I'm going to talk to you today not necessarily just about... Uh, worldwide missions and but i'm going to talk to you about uh grandparents for a moment amen and i i, I, I really called it uh, something else but i'm going to talk about the mission of a grandparent hello 
Amen. My topic is something else, but let's look at the word real quick. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 21. Amen. And the word of God reads. Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. Now, y'all know who Enoch is. He's the one that walked with God, amen, and was not, amen. He was called up, amen. The, the first rapture occurred right there, amen. He walked arm in arm. He walked hand in hand with God. He was connected to the Lord. Hello, somebody. But he was the father of Methuselah. And so it says, so all the days of Enoch were 365 years. That was, amen, the days that he was on this earth. Praise the Lord. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him, the Bible says, amen. Methuselah lived 180 years and became the father of Lamech. Then Methuselah lived 782 years after he became the father of Lamech and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and then he died. Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. Now he called his name Noah. Now y'all are familiar with Noah, right? He's the one that built that ark, amen saying, this one will give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands arising from the ground, which the Lord has cursed. Then Lamech lived 595 years. And after he became the father of Noah, he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. Verse 32, amen, we'll stop there. Noah was 500 years old, and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Amen. Let's pray with me this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, that you're a faithful God. I thank you, Lord, for, God, everything you're doing in our lives. And, Lord, I just ask that you communicate through uh, me today what you would have to communicate concerning grandparents and concerning men and women of God, period, Lord God. I just pray that your anointing rests upon this time. Forgive me for all of my sins, God. Wash me, cleanse me, and cover me in your son's precious blood, God. But we give this time to you, Father, a message that will touch our hearts and prepare us, equip us to be who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise this morning, amen. God bless you. So... As we're celebrating or recognizing Grandparents Day, I want to kind of share a grandparents message. If I can get the young man to put my uh, topic up there on the screen. And I want to talk to you today, amen, about the power of influence. Now, and I want to kind of uh, kind of focus in on this. This, this is uh, applicable to anybody in any age and, and, and anybody that's going to live and walk on this earth because, you know, we can learn uh, from some things from others so that we can be effective when it comes time for us to be in that position. Are y'all with me today? But I want to focus in today on the power of influence concerning grandparents. 
Now, they had asked if there's any grandparents in the room, and I'm going to ask if you'll raise your hand one more time, because I didn't get to see, praise the God. So we have a few folks that are grandparents, and I want, amen, thank you, you can put your hands down. And, and so I, I, want, I want to look at that, but I also want to remind some of you, amen, that there will come a time when you, amen, if God tarries, will be a grandparent as well. Can I get an amen? So in other words, this message does also is applicable or applies to you in regards to what's important and where you're going in your life. Praise God. We don't stay young forever. Amen. And if we have kids, there's a good chance that our kids will then have kids as well. And that makes you become a grandparent. Now, some of us, that happens a little earlier than we in, anticipated or, or would even, you know, it catches us by surprise and we're like, whoa, I'm getting old. I'm a grandparent. Praise God. But I want to talk to you about that today. Amen. That doesn't mean you're getting old. That means you're getting blessed. Can I get an amen? amen. And so I want to share this, but I want to talk for a moment concerning a few different folks and starting out speaking about Enoch. Well, Enoch lived 65 years and then at 65 years old, he begot Methuselah, amen? 65 years old, he had Methuselah and after he begot Methuselah, amen, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters, praise the Lord. And all the sons of Enoch were 365 years. Excuse me, all the days. So Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And then Methuselah lived 187, praise the Lord. But I want to look at this for just a moment, amen, because once it jumps down from there, from Methuselah to Lamech, amen, and then from Lamech into Noah. Are y'all following me today? So in other words, what this means is that Enoch was Noah's grandpa, are y'all with me today? Now, y'all are familiar with Noah. Amen. Noah is the one that God had called to build an ark. Amen. Noah was the one that God would use in order to repopulate the earth after the great flood, amen, that occurred upon the earth in order to begin to remove all the wickedness and evilness that was upon the earth. Are y'all with me today? And of course, during this time, that's when that great flood came and they hadn't seen rain prior to that because the earth wasn't in need of rain. Are y'all with me today? Amen. Amen. And so here all of a sudden God begins to speak to Noah. He raises up a righteous man, praise God. Amen. And a man that he wants to use in a mighty way that's coming down through the family of Enoch. Okay. And so I want to dig into some things, but before I I do, I want to share with you just a little history concerning the uh, National Grandparents Day, amen? And I want to share how did it get started, amen, and so forth and so on. So here we are, you have this uh, person named Miriam McQuaid and her husband Joe, and they were residents of Fayette County, West Virginia, praise God. I'm going to give you a little history. And so here they were parents of 15 children. And they were grandparents of 40. Now, how many of y'all know when you have children, praise God, they uh, may have children too. Like, for instance, I, I have like seven children, right? Is it seven now? Eight? Praise God. Amen. And so if each of them have even two, I'm looking at 16 automatically. You do the math. Amen. And so here we are, uh, praise God, Uh, they had 40 grandchildren, and they were great-grandparents of eight, okay? 
So obviously they saw the importance of being grandparents. They were grandparents. They were great grandparents. Amen. And previously they were parents themselves. So in 1973, after a five-year campaign, this Miss McQuaid pushed legislation that Congress passed proclaiming the first Sunday after Labor Day, which is where we're at right now. Did y'all have a good Labor Day? Praise God. I know I did. Amen. We, we rested. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes you go to vacation and then you've got to have a, a vacation from your vacation. But we, we rested. I mean, I think we rested. I can't remember. I don't know. But amen. And so here we are. Uh, the first Sunday after Labor Day is National Grandparents Day. And so September was chosen to honor grandparents. So here we are. We're honoring grandparents. And the reason why is because it symbolized the autumn years of life. Okay, now we're coming into fall, amen? We're coming out of summer, coming into fall. We're believing for that fall weather coming, praise God. So here we are, it symbolizes autumn years of life, and President Jimmy Carter signed this proclamation. Amen. Now, given that, there's a little history. Now I want to give you a quick story, okay? So here there is, there's a story of this elderly couple, right? And uh, one day, here's this grandpa. We'll just say he's Grandpa Henry, praise God, okay? And Grandpa Henry was uh, sitting in the park with a 75-year-old man, amen? And Henry discovered that this, was, uh, that this other 70-year-old grandpa had just married a 25-year-old woman, okay? And Grandpa Henry was amazed, amen? And he says, your wife must be very attractive, here you are talking to a 75-year-old man about his 25-year-old wife, praise God. And he said, no, not really, replied the man, right? And then Henry thought for a moment and he said, oh, then she must be a great cook and a great housekeeper. And he says, no, she's not for much for that either, said the man. And so Henry thought for a moment when he asked, then why did you marry her? And the 75-year-old grandpa yawned and he said, I married her because she can drive at night. <laughs> Praise God. So there's a little comedy. <laughs> now, I know my wife has trouble driving at night, and she's not 75 years old. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's why we have children. They can drive at night. And spiritual children. Now, I want to share with you, getting into this, because our time is limited, I think, but amen. Uh, I want to share with you the uh, power of influence concerning grandparents. And, and I want to look at this in a sense of obviously our families, uh, biological families, but I also want to look at it concerning the spiritual families. Praise the Lord, because we have spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, spiritual grandparents, spirituals, amen, mentors, and so forth and so on. People that are, are operating as grandparents that are standing in the gap like this fine couple that you saw living out this life of Christianity in a way that glorifies God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so I want to look for a moment, amen, and that we looked and we saw how many people were grandparents, but I want you to think, uh, amen, concerning this, amen, as far as your life and having influence on your grandchildren, those grandparents here. In other words, I want you to think about your influence that you have in this life on your grandchildren, amen, or how about your great-grandchildren, because here in Genesis 5, we get an account of a man named Enoch. He was the father of Methuselah, 
right? And Methuselah was the father of Lamech, and Lamech was the father of Noah. So the Bible says Enoch walked close with God. So, amen, what does the Bible tell us about Noah? Praise God. Well, if you'll put this up there, Genesis 6 and verse 8, I'm going to share with you what the Bible says. So here we are, and Enoch is the great-grandfather of Noah, amen? And so it says in verse 8 of chapter 6, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and amen, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. So here we are, Enoch walked with God, and so did his great-grandson Noah, Amen? Now, I want you to ask yourself a question, grandparents. Do you think that your faith will affect your future generations? Do you think that your faith will affect your future generations? Amen. Praise the Lord. And do you want your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to turn out like Noah, one that lived his life for God, one that served God? Praise God. Now, I want to look at some things concerning fruit in Noah's life for just a moment, amen, and even in the life of Enoch. I want to look at some fruit, amen, but let's talk about Noah for just a moment, amen. Noah was a righteous man in a totally corrupt age. The world was so corrupt that God saw the need in order to flood the earth, amen, and start all over, amen, with Noah and his family and all the livestock and animals and whatever else that he brought. That's a pretty wicked society. Can I get an amen? amen? But here we are. Noah was righteous. Noah lived in a way that glorified God, even in the midst of a completely, amen, a completely contrary society. And we saw it right there in Genesis 6 and 8 that Noah walked with God. Amen. Hello, somebody. You know, there's another testimony of, of Noah's life in Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 14, amen, chapter 13. Can you put that up there, please? Ezekiel 14 and 13, it says here, son of man, if a country sins against me by committing unfaithfulness and I stretch out my hand against it, destroy its supply of bread, send famine against it and cut off from it both man and beast. Even though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in his midst, by their own righteousness, they could only deliver themselves, declares the Lord. Amen. So in other words, I want you to look at this and say, was it easy for Noah to be a righteous man? Well, in Genesis 6 and 5, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And so the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And so the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made him. That's what he said in Genesis 6, amen, in chapter 5. He was even to the point where he was sorry that he had made man because of the wickedness of it and I don't know if you know about that but that sounds almost like what it is like today everywhere you look you see wickedness you see evilness you see lawlessness you see perversion you see darkness amen you see all these things amen a generation that's bound by sin a world amen that's lost and dying amen and headed to a devil's hell and that's what you see around you everywhere amen it sounds like today. 
You know, the Bible even says, amen, in the last days, it'll be like the days of Noah. In the last days, it will be like the days of Lot. It'll be like the days of Sodom. It'll be like the days of Gomorrah. It'll be like these things. Now, I want to share something with you. He also says, amen, it'll be like that. But he says they will be buying. They will be selling. They will be planting. They will be building. They will be trading. Amen. Now, if all those things are going on right there, that means there still must be some kind of economy that operates, amen, and functions in a manner. Because if you're going to buy, amen, that means you got some money. If you're going to sell, that means somebody's got some money to buy. If you're going to plant, that means you've got some resources. Amen. If you're, if you're going to build, amen, so it's going to be, amen. It's not like we're going to have some kind of economy that's just going to completely crash to where we're all, amen, eating, eating plants out there in the field. I mean, or off a tree or something, amen. No, I'm not going to say that we're, as, as Christians, won't have to go and plant our own food, amen, and bring up forth our own crops and all that stuff, amen. We're going to have to do that because there's something called the mark of the beast, Now, that's not what I was preaching about today, but. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So it would be easy to be just like the rest of them. It's not easy to be like Enoch. It's not easy to be like Noah. Amen. In this time, in this generation. Amen. But the Bible had called them righteous. He called them righteous. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 16, he says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and there shall be my people. And therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. He's called us to be separate. Come out amongst them and be separate, Enoch's. Come out amongst them and be separate, Noah's. Come out amongst them and be separate, men and women of God. Amen. You don't go, amen, with the flow. Hello, somebody. You go with the Holy Ghost flow, but you don't go with the flow of this world. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. Amen. But you've got to go against the grain in the world, amen, that is saying contrary to the very thing that amen and desire that it pleases God and the one who's going to have the influence in order for this to happen amen is going to be grandparents and parents are y'all with me today in other words there's a great duty there's a great responsibility and there's a great influence that grandparents have now I want to share with you real quick a couple of statistics concerning kids children amen we call them kids that's uh, you know not the best thing to call them because you know kids are like goats that get sacrificed amen to the amen but we're not going to do that amen they're children hello somebody amen we don't sacrifice our children to the to the gods of this world hello somebody but we give our kids children amen what they need praise God so anyways let me share something with you and my prayer amen is that my that my children have their grandparents in their life and y'all can pray for that as well because right now overall 
my children don't have their grandparents in their life. They don't. Amen? And uh, for whatever reason, and there, it's a two-way street here. Hello, somebody. That phone call goes both ways. That phone does. So I'm not going to put the responsibility on anybody. It's our responsibility, too. It's your responsibility to make sure your kids are in your grandparents' life. Hello, somebody. You can't be so busy and so caught up to where you don't, don't ever, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's almost like, you know, when you have to share custody with a child, you gotta, sometimes you've got to drive that child to the, that other uh, person that's sharing custody. So I'm not going to put the responsibility on anybody. I'll take the responsibility myself. Amen. But I want to share with you real quick some things concerning this that are that have really on, 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 on statistics for a moment concerning that. Amen. Starting with some long-term effects of not having a close relationship with grandparents. Well, grandparents can play a very important in the role in the lives of their grandchildren, either for better or for worse. There's some surprising long-term side effects of not having a close relationship with grandparents that may never have been considered before. Okay, this is now, uh, this is not coming out of the Bible, okay? So, amen, I'm not quoting scripture to you right now, amen, but I'm sharing with you some statistics, praise God. You would probably find them at, uh, what's that, uh, what's that, what's that teaching, something of the family, what do they call that? Amen, the organization, amen, praise God, amen, but none of y'all know, y'all don't watch that. Okay. <laughs> Somebody will think about it. Y'all are too busy praying, seeking God, and serving. Y'all ain't got time to watch that stuff on TV. Focus on the family. Praise God. Yeah. We're going to be connecting, by the way, and doing a, uh, and doing, and, and doing a um, workshop as well as a, I don't know the other word, but we're going to be doing something concerning with uh, family ID pretty soon and we're going to do a collaborate with them and my father's going to come and do a workshop praise god the grandfather of my children and we're going to share something so victory life family id and my father who has been trained in a lot of those areas but grandparents play a lot of roles in the lives of grandchildren amen first of all they're caregivers right they're mentors they're confidants they're teachers they're coaches and they're friends you know, somebody sent me something the other day and he says, uh, you know, as a, when a child's up till about 12 years old, uh, the parent is in, in the child's life, they are their, they're their police officer. They're the cop. They're going to protect them, serve them, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? And all that, that's what you do. You're, you're the, you're the cop. You know what I'm saying? Protect and serve, protect and serve, protect and serve. That's up until 12, 12 years old. Now 12 from 12 years old up until Whenever, amen, they let you be in their life, amen, and by the way, they don't have to let you be in their life forever if, if they don't want to. There comes a point where you've got to hit them, amen, because they're going to get to choose it at some point in time, praise God. Now, if, you, by the, by your, if you're in a position right now where you just, your hands are tight and you can't be in there, but I'm praying for you, God, amen, and God's grace is sufficient, he'll take care and make up for that, praise God, okay? But, amen, so you're the cop from all the way up to the age of 12, amen, you protect and serve, protect and serve, protect and serve, and then when they come from 12, amen, on up, then you begin to be their coach. Now, if you continue, amen, to protect and serve, and that's all you do up and from 12 all the way up, amen, you're going to lose them. So you become their coach. I didn't say you become their friend, amen. You become their coach. You become their mentor. 
You become somebody that speaks into their life, guiding them and coaching them. Amen. Not just the cop that's coming to hold down the law. Hello, somebody. Now, I don't know. That didn't have nothing to do with my grandparents' sermon either. But there's a nugget for you. If they're past 12, quit being the cop. You got to let them grow up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how I'm going to do that with Addie. I mean, praise God, I don't know. I'll be a cop till I died. I'm the cop. You want to come? You want to date my daughter? I'm the cop. Come on. Praise the Lord. And if I'm not, if I don't scare you enough, I got 55 homeboys that can scare you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not a cult. Stop. And we're not the mafia either. We just look. We look like the mafia, but we're not the mafia. We're Christians, amen, in Pakistani outfits. I'm not the dawn, praise God. Amen. Yes. We're in the Jesus mafia. Hello. Really, we're not even the mafia. We're the special forces, amen. Praise God. The Assemblies of God is the mafia. We're just the special forces. By the way, our doctrine is very close to Assemblies of God. I went to Assemblies of God Bible School. They've got great teaching. Praise God. Amen. Pastor Freddie Garcia came through Bible College out of the Assemblies. The great revivals that started, amen, over in California that spread came through, amen, which established the Assemblies. So, Amen. God is good. Praise God. But they're the mafia and we're the special forces. Praise God. All right. Now that we got that established. So grandparents have a great deal to offer their grandchildren through the engagement of close relationship, including, amen, I want to share these. In other words, there is reason for you as grandparents that you need to be in the lives of your grandchildren, if at all possible. And parents, you need to find a way to let them into the life. Amen. Because there's some statistics. And this is something that they will begin to produce through engaging a close relationship. Number one, wisdom. Hello. If you've lived a few years, you got some wisdom to offer. There ain't no reason that you got gray hair for nothing or no hair like me getting there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wisdom, multi-generational understanding. Amen. There, in other words, you know, there's something that you can begin to learn and understand outside of just your little box that you're in. Amen. Your box may uh, consist of your cell phone uh, ages uh, 18 and under. Hello, somebody. For me, it was a pager. And before that, it was one, I don't know what it was, one of them big... You know, a rotary phone. So multi-generation understanding. We got to reach all the people. Knowledge, amen. Strong emotional connections that differ from the emotional connection with parents. There's a little bit of a different connection there. That's why it's tough sometimes when the grandparent has to be the parent. They want to be grandparents. It's kind of like me. I'm the pastor, it's tough when I have to be the home director. I want to be the pastor. I don't want to be the home director. I mean, I can be the home director. I've been the home director. I love it. I wish I could, but I'm the pastor. The, amen. The home director is the drill instructor. The pastor is the one that loves them. <laughs> but it's the same way when it comes to children, parents and grandparents, right? Okay. Praise God. So without close relationship, 
there can be real long-lasting effects. Number one, it says there's more difficulties with parent breakups. In other words, if there happens to be a uh, divorce, or in this day and age, uh, we don't we don't even get married. We still have kids, but amen. So if we if we break up, and then if you got grandparents in the mix of this, amen then grandparents can minimize the difficulties associated with your parents' breakup. Now, I want to let you know, one of the things that derailed me the most when I was a child, amen, was my parents divorcing, amen. Now, praise God, don't feel condemned if that happened to you. It happens, amen. We're in a fallen world. Amen, I'm not trying to bash you. But that derailed me completely in my life. I went, amen, beside the fact that we didn't go to church on Sunday, we were at sports events, we were playing tennis tournaments, we were doing soccer, amen, that was our God, amen, and that was it. My dad prayed with me every blue moon when he was in town, amen, before I went to bed, but that was about the midst of what I got for Jesus in my life, amen, and the only thing I can say about that is I can be grateful that way when I did come to Jesus, I didn't have any baggage that I had to fix because I learned something wrong. Other than that, amen, I grew up without Jesus in my life. Now, when my parents decided to get divorced, Amen. At the when I was probably in sixth grade, fifth going into sixth grade. Amen. I went from somebody that was focused, somebody that was brought up in a blessed environment, somebody that was going forward, somebody that was awesome at sports. Amen. And a, and a decent kid. Uh, yes, I dealt with some depression. Yes, I dealt with some confusion. And I dealt with you know what I'm saying just kind of figuring out this world. Amen. But ultimately that began to derail me right there. By the time I was amen and coming to coming from seventh into eighth grade, praise God, my my mom shifted to a whole other part of the. United States. Amen. My dad was still traveling nonstop. So I was being raised by friends, parents. Hello, somebody. Amen. Which was usually a single parent too. I remember one of my friends, he, amen. He was a, he was a young man and his mother was raising him. And here I am living at their house. <laughs> Hello, somebody. So you automatically know there. And so that derailed me. So guess what? When they come along and they offer me this thing called marijuana and all of a sudden I, I that was, that was, that was what I grabbed a hold of. And it went from there and there and there and everything else that goes with it. You know what happens. Y'all have lived the story, some of you, and some of you lived it through your kids. Hello. But I don't blame everything on them. But the thing is this. I mean, things happen. I'm not mad at my mom. I'm not mad at my dad. Hello, somebody. I don't do all that. I'm responsible for my actions. But if I would have had grandparents in my life, which I didn't, Nowhere to be seen. Part of it had to do with geographically being located in Houston. And most of my family was from Florida. But I didn't have any grandparents. They, they could have minimized that. Amen. They could have brought, come in and comforted that. They could have spoke concerning that. Are y'all following me today? Amen. All right. So difficulties with a breakup. Emotional and behavioral issues. University of Oxford found that kids who have a lot of contact with their grandparents have lower instances of emotional behavior and behavioral issues than kids who don't have contact with their grandparents. They have greater risk of depression. Hello, I, had, I was clinic, diagnosed clinically depressed. Clinically depressed. And the next thing that came after that diagnosis of clinically depressed is what? You know, they'll tell you to be whatever you want to be. I mean, bipolar and everything else. Praise God. But you put me on some dope, it's going to be bipolar, I promise you. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's bipolar in itself. <laughs> All right. So they had less, if they were connected to the grandparents, if they had contact with them, they have found greater risk of depression, amen. 
Amen. Issues found that young adults with stronger ties to their grandparents have fewer depressive symptoms and more family support means lessened risk of symptoms released of depress to depression. And it goes for the same with grandparents. Praise God. Amen. Low, lower self-esteem. Children that are, have grandparents in their life are going to be more apt to not have low self-esteem, but children that don't have them in their life are going to be more apt to have low self-esteem. Why? Because that grandparent is there, amen, encouraging them and lifting them up and telling them how awesome they are and telling them what they're going to become and telling them how beautiful they are and telling them how wonderful they are and telling them all these things, amen, that us parents, we're too busy saying, why didn't you take out the trash? Why are your grades like this? Why are you being disrespectful? Why are you doing this? Amen. You're not, if you don't change, you're not going to become nothing. And the grandparents are over here. Hey, it's okay. Come here. Now, if you only got the why this, why that, you this, you that, instead of the, oh, you're wonderful. You're the greatest thing ever born. And you're going to, you're great, created for a great purpose. <laughs> got to have that balance. And now if the grandparents have to be the ones saying, why this, why not, why your grades, why that, they're missing out. If I have to go and be the drill, the, the, the drill instructor, amen, you know, uh, uh, home director, we're missing out on the pastoral, you know what I'm saying? Hey, God's got the plan for you. I see this vision. I see where you're going. I see where your destiny is. Amen. We're going to get there. Amen. And I'll let the, the home director come in and tell you, amen, how if you don't get all these things right, you ain't going nowhere. Are y'all following me today? Somebody say God is good. All right. Lower self-esteem. I had a low, low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. You know what I'm saying? Had all the potential in the world other than education, which I couldn't stay in school. But even then, I mean, you know... The IQ level was very high. The ability to be applicable in what I did is very challenging, and the ability to focus was very challenging, praise God. But God can use that. Amen? So low self-esteem, the absence of grandparents creates a cycle of neg negativity uh, through interaction, amen? Self-talk and other relation connections, especially when they're peers who experience close relationship with their grandparents. In other words, check this out. When they see their peers and they have close relationship with their grandparents, amen, and they don't, it begins to create low self-esteem in them. Why do I not have that? Am I not good enough to have a grandparent? Amen. Why is that not in my life? Are y'all following me today? And it may not affect you at the time, but actually something uh, that can linger for quite a while and even affect your other relationships later in life if it's not dealt with. Now, that's why we got to get everybody to Jesus and let them find out who they are in Christ and find out their identity so they can walk in the confidence of the Lord. I have no confidence in Raymond. I've got all the confidence in Jesus. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Amen. How are y'all with me today? Raymond is nothing. God is everything. Amen. But guess what? Amen. Raymond is a sinner. God is righteousness. But I've been accredited God's righteousness. I've been given God's glory. Now come on, somebody. Amen. I, I'm a child of the key. There's greatness living inside of me because I'm a child of God. 
I'm on the winning team. You can't help but win. You can't help but succeed. You can't help but be blessed. You can't help but prosper. You got the winning one on your level. It's not me, it's God, but see, children, they don't understand that. So these grandparents need to take on this role. Are y'all following me? God is good. So lower self-esteem. More difficult relationship with parents. Okay? Now, so those of you that got in-laws, don't be trying to get them as far from here as you possibly can. I mean, no, sometimes I'm grateful my in-laws live in New York because they would have never put up with my butt and they would have told her she better get rid of me as quick as they can because that guy's sorry. That's what they would have told her, but God knows what he's doing. Amen? If she would have had them in her ear, oh, I would have been out of there, boy. I probably would have had some new charges and everything else. You know what I'm saying? But no, God brought her some women that could come speak into her life, say, look, I know it don't look like it, and this guy is acting this way, and he's no good, but he's going to turn into something. God's going to move. Amen. Amen. Just be patient. Just hold tight. God's got something for you. And as a result, we're here today. Thank you, Jesus. Because if she would have quit, she would have gave up what she had every right to, including biblically. Where would we be? Even biblical grounds to throw the deuces. Are you all with me today? But God is a God of restoration. He's a God of healing and he's a God of hope. He's a God of victory. So more difficult relations with the parents, amen? So in other words, they're a buffer, right? They can give advice because sometimes, you know, Alex probably is, thinks I, all I do is just, you know, tell him how wrong he is. No, I'm serious. All he ever does is just tell me this. When really I'm not, I'm, 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 you know, I mean, I'm addressing some things, man. You know, so all they hear, the devil, you know how the devil works. He does, takes this. Uh, all he heard out of everything, I just, you know. But the grandparents can come and they can, they can kind of, com, com, you know, buffer that. No, your dad does that because he loves you. No, your dad does that because he sees all the potential in you. No, your dad does that. And you know what I'm saying? Now, Heather can do some of that, but coming from a grandparent who has spoken the other direction on that, you know what I'm saying? And played that other role right there can really, amen, they'll be more apt to listen. They'll hear Heather, okay, whatever, dude. Amen, I hear you, but, and I'll consider it. But, you know, but if it's a grandparent that's been consistent, that's been loving, that's been encouraging, when they come and they explain, and not only that, but they've also been a parent before. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know about you, but I can receive something from somebody that's kind of walked through it already. You're not going to sit here and preach to me about marriage, amen, and you haven't ever been married or, or you never had a successful marriage, amen. Sit down and receive something for a minute, amen, and let somebody else begin to share it. How are you going to tell me about par uh, uh, marriage and you've never been married? Well, you studied a bunch of books. Thank God. Well, you go live it out first and then tell me. Because wait till all hell breaks loose and you don't know that book don't mean nothing. You're going to be just you and the Holy Ghost, brother. In the doghouse, baby. You might be sleeping in your car. Well, you can pull out your book. You better pull out the Bible. You're going to hear the Holy Ghost say, repent. Apologize. Forgive. <laughs> Hello. 
Some of you are looking for some, some great revelation, and it's, it is. It's repent. <laughs> Repentance is what's going to take place first before the revival comes. Repentance. Without repentance, amen, the revival will not take place. So you've got to preach repentance. The people to repent. And now God's the only one that can convict. We can't convict, amen. God's the one that has to convict. But we pray for them to come to a point of repentance through conviction of the Holy Ghost. In whatever capacity that is, you know what I'm saying? That's in any way possible, shame, you know, shape, form, whatever. All right. So we hear this stuff, good advice, help them see the parent's side in the way that might not have otherwise considered. The next one, number six, is more negative view about elderly people. If you don't have grandparents in your life, they're there, that they're investing in you, that are loving, that are taking you out, spoiling you, or whatever they do. I mean, they don't, gotta, don't take money to spoil you, man. But they make you feel like you're the best thing ever, because you are. It ain't because they're just trying to, you know, Fill you full of a bunch of baloney. You are the most precious thing in the whole world. You are great. You are beautiful. Come on, man. God don't make junk. You're gorgeous. And it don't matter which one it is. You're my favorite. It don't matter which one it is. I mean, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Yeah. I mean, my kids, I don't have favorite. I tell them like I tell, like Jesus told them. He said, my family is the one that does the will of God. You wanted to be my favorite? Good. Go serve Jesus and you'll be my favorite. But other than that, you know, in the meantime, you're still my favorite. You know, you're under my roof. Now you go live like the devil. You get outside of my roof. Amen. I don't know. I'm going to pray for you. Don't come knocking on my door if you're going to be, you know, if I got to worry about whether you're going to jack me or not. I'm just saying. All right, that might have been too much. <laughs> but they have more of a negative view concerning elderly people. In other words, they don't have positive experiences or experience in general with, which creates them to view, the differently, view them differently than children who are raised with grandparents. There's a different perspective. There's a different view upon them. Amen? And they miss out on family history and information about experiences. Man, I mean, you know... I mean, you know, I mean, there's, some of us don't have a clue what our family history is. We, we don't have a clue what we come from. We don't have a clue what nobody did three generations ago. You know what I'm saying? Some of them, we don't have a clue what the next generation did. What was the past like? What was it like in the Great Depression? What was it like in the Vietnam War? What was it like, amen, in World War II? What was it like before they had a cell phone? What was it like without a computer? Hello. What was it like without birth control? Hello. Some of you say, I can tell you. All right. And as a result, it continued the legacy of family value. All right. So I'm done sharing those statistics, and I don't have all day. We might have to get dinner, lunch delivered here. Get a head count. So here we are, man. Noah, you know, 
It's the same way. Noah uh, became the, a man of righteousness. Enoch was a man to walk with God. He could, he could see it. Now, I want you to look at this because sometimes what happens is, and there's the same kind of scenario, amen, that takes place uh, in, in, in other families, right? And if I can find my example that I have written down here, I want to share it with you. But sometimes, uh, you know, even if one generation goes astray, the, the next generation can be brought back through the influences of the grandparents. Now, you see this biblically. I want you to look at this for a bit. I'm going to jump over into another example Amen. Hezekiah, right? King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was one of the best kings Israel ever had. One of the best. King Hezekiah was one of the best, right? Now his father, amen, Ahaz, was one of the worst that they had ever had. So Hezekiah is this king, amen, the best Israel ever had, the best king, amen. Now, the previous generation, amen, the previous, the father, amen, Ahaz was one of the worst. But his grandfather was Jotham. And the Bible says this about Jotham. He did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Now, I want you to look at this for a moment because Hezekiah took after his grandfather rather than his father, and as a result, the victory for the kingdom of God was there. In other words, amen, we've got to be grandparents in the lives of our grandkids because even if the parents don't act right, even if they don't do right, even if they go astray, even if they live for the world, even if they, amen, do that, they've still got, amen, the, the visual of the grandparents that can begin to take that, amen, and make it hop that generation into this other generation, amen, where two generations down the line, these kids are still going to serve Jesus. Why? Because they saw the grandparents serve Jesus. They may have not seen the mother serve Jesus. They may not see the father serve Jesus, but they saw the grandparents serve Jesus. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Worship to you. Hey, when the revival breaks out, y'all ain't going to be worried about eating lunch. I'll tell them, like, I do like Jesus. We'll take these loaves and these fish. We'll pray over it and amen and feed 5,000 5, over it. You ain't gonna be watching the time clock. You'll be in the glory. So even if one generation goes astray, the next generation can be brought back through the influences of the grandparents. And what happens is they often bridge the gap between parents and children. Excuse me. And they make major differences in the course of history. We even see it in the book of Ruth. I want you to look at something. Y'all know, y'all familiar with Naomi? Y'all familiar with Naomi in the book of Ruth? Yeah. 
You know, let's think about it when a baby's born. Who do you think is, what do you think is like, is it where we're looking at and we're more excited about a, a parent or a grandparent? Because without the grandparent, parent would have never been born. The grandkid would have never been born. Are y'all with me? That's something uh, Corey was telling me. He said, man, pastor, if it wasn't for you and Mama Heather standing in the gap and answering the call and putting up with us, amen, and and letting us come and get what we needed to, amen, letting my wife come through the ministry, letting me come through the ministry, letting my dad come through, amen. He says, if that wouldn't have happened, then this baby may have not been here today. See, he recognized it. He said, if y'all would have answered the call, now God might have figured out another way to do it, but he says, this baby right here, this one, may have not been here. Are y'all with me? And that's the way that the book of Ruth looks at it. Ruth is voting for the grandparents. <laughs> and it comes with a happy ending with grandma Naomi holding grandson Obed in her lap. And everyone singing her praises. Are y'all with me today? And grandchildren, they bring renewal, man. They bring renewal. They bring you back to life. They keep you alive. You know, your career will keep you alive. They say a lot of times when somebody begins to, you know, go in uh, whatever they call that, then they do. I don't know anything about it. Retire. And they leave that career, then they're just there doing nothing, then they deteriorate faster. That's why, but we don't retire. We don't we retire. We're serving God all the time. We're gonna, we get more busy when we retire from our normal job than we do. Come on now. We, I just retired from my nine to five, but I'm more busy than I ever was, amen, because there's souls to be reached. There's people to be ministered to. There's grandbabies that got to be taken care of. Come on. It brings renewal. And he will renew your life and sustain you in your age. Are y'all with me today? And the woman say to baby Obed, amen. He, this is what they said. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. That is what that baby Obed, they said, did in the book of Ruth for Naomi. He's going to renew you. This is what Proverbs 17 and 6 says. Children's children are a crown to the aged. Children's children are a crown to the aged. They're a crown. Children's children. Not just the children, the children's children. That means the grandchildren. Come on, stand to your feet. God is so good, amen. Praise the Lord. Due to time, I'm going to go ahead and shut off right there. But there's an importance for grandparents, and there's an importance for them to be in the lives. Be available. Be alive. Make it a point. Not only is it going to keep you renewed, not only is it going to keep you young, not only is it going to keep you blessed, 
Not only is it, you know, a, a, a crown for you, but it's a blessing for them. It's a blessing for them. They're going to have, they, they may not have to have some problems that other kids have. I know if my dad was to come down here, amen, if he was to come down here and live, all that would happen was these kids, his grandkids' life would flourish. It would flourish because he's a man of God and he loves God and he serves God and he knows God and he, and he teaches nonstop. Everywhere he is, he's teaching and sharing and talking and this and that. Amen. He's just, that's what he does. Amen. And he's doing it while he's just living and walking. It ain't just behind a pulpit. Amen. And I know those kids would flourish. They would flourish. They would know what it's like back in the day. They would know how to deal with mind, hard headed self. They would know, amen, that they came, amen, from wherever they came from. Amen. They would know why they like pizza and spaghetti. It just happens. You know, if you're Italian, you like pizza and spaghetti. If you're Mexican, you like tacos, beans, and rice. If you're black, you like chicken. Hello, somebody, come on. By the way, I love tacos, I love chicken, I love beans and rice, amen. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Praise God. So I want to say bless you, grandparents. Bless you, grandparents. Bless you, grandparents. Amen. Continue to be a blessing. Continue. You're important. You're necessary. You're needed. Amen. We need you. We need you. We need you in this place. Come on, let's worship the king, amen. Glory. Hallelujah.